Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Resident Alien Season 2, the hit sci-fi comedy show. It stars Alan Tudyk, Sarah Tomko, Corey Reynolds and Alice Wetterland. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, uh... A quick recap this is based off of the dark horse series of comic books of the same name resident alien uh although a lot has changed since season one although it does take start to kick off basically where season one left off it, is, it does on his spaceship yeah. on his way back home turns around and max is there and he's like you're gonna take me home right and he's like ah crap and then we get the actual seasons to start from that point on. That being said, the stakes are a lot more altered. Because all of season one, he's just wanting to get his bits and pieces so he can rebuild his bomb so he can wipe out human race. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The yeah, the comic, Dark Horse comic, uh, same name by... Peter Hogan and Stephen Parkhouse. Since season one, I've gone and tried reading um, a couple of trades. It's very different. The show is very different to to the source material. But the way that season one ended, it was great. It was a great little cliffhanger. What's going to happen? I mean, the the first season's narrative was different. It was 10 episodes that got released across 10 weeks. With season two, it was split up into two parts consisting of eight episodes each. So I remember when it first came out, I started watching season two and then I heard there was going to be a big break in the middle. So I purposely held off. And I think it's why we're reviewing this now when it aired. A long time ago, like it's yes, it's been out for for quite a while. So I finally finished um, season two today. Of course, in time for doing this, but yeah, it's it's very different. It's very different. I mean, a big thing in that first one is he was trying to keep his secret from everybody, and it was a lot more straightforward what was happening in that first season. And then with the second season. Tonally, it really is all over the place. Like if you just watch the first handful of episodes, although it's the same cast and characters and it's the same town, it felt very different. And it was more about people hanging together and going camping and flashbacks and all of that. And then a few episodes into season two, that's when you get in the stakes. That's when Linda Hamilton is back. And then there's you know the bigger threats, and you start to find out about that and this introduction of time travel. So there's times where, oh, this is kind of a... I've got to think, because they were breaking up into two eight-episode parts, maybe that's why it does feel a bit stop-start, and and not just because of that break. Like some of the other episodes, it's like, okay, so we're moving forward, but now I've got this side story, and we're going to focus on Darcy and her skiing. And I do like... All of that, because it really is putting a lot into character development. We really do get to 
learned a lot about these characters, but it felt like the first season had more of a through line and it was very clear what the show was. And even though we, we've always known it's a comedy drama, so it's not just comedy, I don't know, it just felt very disjointed with this second season. Yeah, and I think you're probably right. I had written it towards that the end of the day episode to be, and you get he gets this message from Goliath, and like, what? There's another alien invasion. Joe goes on hiatus for a few months before the next eight start airing, and then you get that the uh, that, that the 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 the, the Delay between getting that piece of information of oh, there's there's other aliens, and then oh, crap, oh no, and he almost dies, and he's having like any uh, around that same time. To okay, so who's who's invading? And you get it, so thirteen, like the end of episode thirteen, like. They saw the Darcy stuff for that ski tournament, and you like it. Doesn't feel like anything uh, of significance happens, and that's like the last two or three minutes of the episode. Uh, you know, they had the car cut out and then start off again, and then you get everything's all wrapping up, and then you actually see what happened when that car cut out, and you find out who the threat is, um, which I think. You get that information after you've already found out that Harry's time traveled back in time to warn himself about what's coming. Yeah, you which get, yes, you, you do get you've it. Already, you throw you it, it loop and that kind of yeah, yeah, and that and that sort of like goes off, and you're like, they don't. That didn't feel like to land emotionally like as, as big as it should be. And now we're here following Darcy, and then you're like, wait, what? Huh? What's going on? Uh, ah, oh, uh, I need my little baby to know what the rest of the message is because it's important. And yeah, it is. It, it ends up narratively uh, when you watch it from start to finish feeling disjointed. I'm sure it made sense in the, the terms of the time of when they aired it. Yeah. But yeah. For you and I, who was banging through episodes willy nilly uh, after they mostly aired, it was, uh, yeah, it does. It does feel seem to like, kind of lose focus like oh now we're gonna deal with this whole uh resort thing in town with i know it's and that's uh, the thing it's it's all about the the mayor and his wife having a baby but she's not pregnant but then and and this show gets very silly but at the end yeah you find out that the mayor he's been getting abducted that's what's been going on with him since he was a child that you know what his family thought was him sleepwalking. He was getting abducted and he was being found outside. So the baby was taken and it's like, ah, because again, it can be really quite serious. Like Darcy and her injury and pushing herself to ski and abusing drugs. And there's all of that going on. And then as a gray, George Takai. Yeah. Just George (laughs) Takai. Yes. Hello. And it's not, I recognize that voice anywhere. Exactly. But it's not just, recognizing his voice he's saying oh my and he's not just saying it there's then a discussion about it it's like yeah. this 
Yeah, I mean, again, I know it's a comedy drama, but there's times where the comedy is very silly, and there's times where the the drama is 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 really like it's full on, like it is not mild at all at times. Yeah, like there's a whole episode. I think it's the first half. It's called the no, it's the second half. The wait episode eleven, um, of uh, Asta as she killed the guy who was part of the group who Harry had killed the guy for in season one. Henchman. Human henchman for human corporation. We'll put it there because it's a lot more straightforward if, than if I explain the whole thing. And Asta shot that guy because he was about to kill Harry. And Asta's having a lot of trouble dealing with the guilt of having killed a person. So Harry just wipes her mind to take the weight of uh, off her. Uh, but by doing so, she misses uh, an important catch-up with her daughter, Jay. And then that's how she finds out that Harry wiped her mind. And then when she gets the information back, you find out she unburdens herself to a dad who himself, you're like, that's why his name's Dan, but the, it's called Joe's Diner. It's because it's named after his mate who died with him in the war. Wait, what? Where this serious turn come from? <laughs> I know there's there's so much story, but then when Asta finds her birth mother, yeah, she's awful, and she yeah. was thinking that maybe it's a similar situation with her and Jay, and then her birth mother just says to her like, "You gave up. She's not your daughter." Ah, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, very yeah, no, yeah, very heavy at times. But then you've got Nathan Fillion voicing an octopus. So, but, yeah. but even 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 that, he dies. He gets killed, yeah. and then Harry eats him. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> oh, it's silly, it's serious. But I mean, it is still working for me. Like I am still really enjoying it. But my enjoyment of the second season is on the strength of that first season, and then we're getting all these characters coming back. But Aston not knowing for the longest time in season one. That was driving a lot, but then the more people that were finding out, it makes it a little less special. But Darcy had to find out at the end, and it was funny how yeah. how well she took it. Like she she took the news very well, and honestly, I can't get enough of Corey Reynolds, Sheriff Mike Thompson. Yeah, because he fantastic. has these little like tangents and. Uh to say something to to live uh and then he get, he gets almost like attached and carried away with this thing it's like what do you mean you can't see that you're an idiot tell me that um, that's gold there's these strange little anecdotes and then when he goes serious to help her like those weren't sheriffs from the town over like i know those people that wasn't them like something serious is going on like when they that was a that good switch, moment like, yeah yeah that was a yeah, good moment like, yes yeah, it can do the serious moments. He is. Yeah, it can do he's... the serious moments. But then his backstory, like what happened to him in New York? Like we've got all that and the, and the yeah. trauma that he's that he's carrying. But you're right. Yeah, he is competent. He recognised that they didn't know the person you mentioned, so they're obviously not real cops. And then to live is like I didn't listen then, but I'm going to listen now to what you've got to say about aliens. But before that, you've got the bit. Where is it the table? Is it the mayor's house? And one thing's mentioned, and then they mention a whorehouse. 
because he doesn't know what what that is, and you think he's about to explain the other thing, but he's not. He starts to explain what a whore is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're right. And once he's about to say something, he just carries on with it. Yeah, he he's fantastic. I'm, honestly, I don't know him from anything else. But no, he's, but he's so good in the show. Yeah, so much screen presence. Um, it's always always fun to watch. Um, even when he's around at the mayor's house and they're having the discussion and the, the Max goes upstairs to his room and they're immediately, they're like, and they're out there. And he's like, whoa, 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 you turned, changed gears. Like there was a kid in the room like, <laughs> know, like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, his his reaction to stuff is just as good as him getting carried away on a tangent because, yeah, he's a, he's a gem on this show. Oh, really he really him. is. But tell you what, though, I was surprised Max didn't feature more because he did in in the first season. Because that was the whole thing that like he could see Harry for what he really looks like. And then yeah. you know you got that cliffhanger. But then, just like everyone else and all the other storylines that like, kind of weave in and out. Like, there's times where he's gone for like a big chunk of time. And if you look at the the main poster for season two, it's Harry Astor and Max on that poster. So I was generally quite surprised how much time we had away from Max. I thought it was going to be in it a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, Sasha had more to do with him in the, uh, throughout the season. Really. Right. And then she disappears for like a large portion of the back end to come back again, like around the finale. You're like, Oh, that's right. She is part of this show. I've forgotten. There's so many, seen her in so long. there's so many characters to juggle. I mean, Elizabeth Bowen as, Liv Baker, she was really good in that first season. She gets more to do here because not only is she with the sheriff, she's got the backstory, seeing the UFO as a child, and she is in it a lot more. She was credited as a guest star in season one. She's the main cast in season two. So that that's good. They obviously recognized something in her, and they gave her character um, a lot more, like I say, connections to what's come before and what's happening in the present. Yeah, and um, you know she's a very good cop, like exceptionally talented detective. Um, even though she's just a deputy, which but that's helps the gag, focus. isn't it? Yeah, she's so much better than Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and we get so many great characters. You get the stuff with uh Kate when she's like, she's dealing with um, I might be pregnant and I don't want another child. And then when that's cleared through, she's like, oh, wait, you're right. Like, this town is good. We we shouldn't have a a resort here. So she goes back to, like, wanting her, like, big lawyer days of, like, fighting it uh, only for – and to be offended that Ben won't do as she asks. She's like, no, yeah. but I'm the wife. You do what I say. Like, <laughs> I see what's the, the the confusion is. No, I don't want it anymore. So we're not doing it. It's like, well, tough, because we are doing this. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And there's, the more they, they build out the town's people, the, the stronger the whole show gets. It's just they've built so many of them. You've got Ellen and Dan and Liv and Darcy and uh, everyone else that, yeah, it's it's hard to properly service that entire cast because it is resident alien. So Harry and Astra are the two most important parts of that. Um, but yeah, I like you all season, Mike, you got to tell 
you got to tell Darcy about who Harry is because it's creating more issues because you won't and no one and he doesn't care. You guys are having a bigger deal with this, but yeah, it's. I do like with Darcy finding out. Asta is still saying, I can't because it's not her secret to share. She's like, I can't tell you. And what's happening throughout this season is that Harry is becoming more human and and he's in touch with more human feelings. So he could see what he was doing to Asta. Darcy was about to leave and he chose himself to reveal what he really looks like. And it's always fun when they do that because it's great. And, And a cool visual with this show is an alien in human clothes. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's eye-catching. You instantly recognise it as this show. But whenever they yeah. go full CGI and you see him, the full size, he's got the little arms coming out of his chest. You know, it's all, you know, very, very cool. But it was a great a great way of revealing to Darcy. I was just looking at my notes. I've not got the character's name or the actress, but Darcy's friend, she cracks oh. She is yeah. so good. She is so good. Like, like for her, she's Darcy's best friend. But we know it's really Asta. But she's yeah. like, she's always there. And just that scene by the pool, and she's helping them reenact the crime. And it was completely unnecessary for her to jump in the pool, but she did it anyway. Yeah, because it's a crime look... scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that character yeah, is great. ridiculous, but so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of these quirky characters who pop up. Even Linda Hamilton, she's a general. She's supposed to be like this very serious like army woman, but she's quirky as hell as well. Yeah, she like is, when she yeah. has to go on the run um, with that agent because someone's taking a shot at him, and she's like, "No one was supposed to know that I was contacting you. I've got a mo- we got I've got a leak inside the base, and it's." Uh, the Joss Whedon actor from Dollhouse, who's a grey human hybrid. Right. Um, okay. I didn't recognise yeah, yeah. him from that show. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's him. He's great. He was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, no, Peggy Carter. He was the uh, her partner who had the walking stick who was supportive the whole time. I don't remember right. the actor's name. I don't seem to have it written down, but uh, he's great. Um, but he's not in it a lot. I think he pops in all of like three episodes. Yeah, he's in maybe. that one. Yeah, where he shoots uh, at Lynn Hamilton, and he's hey, he contacts Harry in like the second last uh, in the second last episode of the season. Uh, and he's in the jail, and he's in like the at the wrap up stuff at the season finale. Like, okay, uh, so you seem to be getting introduced because you need to be the gray side, yeah. Season three of the uh, actual invasion, which they, I, I do like that thing of oh, we've already bought the planet. Like, you, they're the humans like who run it. We're very quick to sell it. Like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't even know what a third season of the show could even look like. We know we, we know it's coming. It's going to be an eight-episode season. It could potentially be the third and final season. But with these characters, I mean, they're really going to have to rein in the characters and the story. Yeah. Just have it more 
a tighter a tighter story because you're watching this second season it's like, oh, okay so we we know how season one ended and then it's a girl's night out we've got kate's cousin from out of town uh carolyn played by alex borstein so lois griffin from yeah. family guy so she's yeah. in there and it's like, okay so we're doing this now it's just I, I don't know if it's because they got more episodes than season one but it is a lot more all over the place. I mean, the episode where it starts with um, there's a wife cheating on a partner. He comes home, chases him out with the axe, and that's how the episode that's starts. That's Darcy's ski episode. Yeah, but then I completely forgot about it, and the only way it comes back is the guy runs in front of the truck. I'm thinking... What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's been so long. You've watched all this other stuff, and it's right at the end of the episode. And he runs, and she's like, "What was that? Did that guy not wear any clothes?" And then they pan, you see the husband walk out the house, and I'm like, "Because I was sitting also like, who's the guy with no clothes?" It's not until they pan to the house, I'm like, "I forgot all about that." Oh, but do you know what I'm thinking about now? Because I thought because it was just before the opening titles, and the 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 guy swings the axe. And the way yeah. and he stops, and I thought that was just where they cut off for the opening titles, but then that's because George Takai is outside and he's stopped time. It just occurred yeah, to me then. Of course it is. That's why yeah. the axe stopped midair. Yeah. But it's weird though, isn't it? That was a weird yeah. thing to have happened because those characters didn't have any other part to play in the episode or the actual show. No, no, it's just a... Uh... Uh, I don't even know why you would have chosen that because if it had turned out that he was being abducted as well, like the, the one, well, either one of them cheating, it would have come back around, but it's not, it was just like a, a gag, like an opening gag. And then like, Oh, we'll come back and you see the closing gag of like, well, he got out of the house. So did you have the resolution? Did you notice that they dropped the title cards? Or well, no, they had a title card, but it was just the name of the show. Whereas in season one, you had a lot more examples of Harry just not understanding what humans do. You know, it's like a human doing an activity and then he'd be doing it wrong. They didn't do yeah. that in the, in the second season. Maybe a couple of them, but from memory, it was just the title card. It was an alien. That was it. They didn't do the actual longer opening, but we did get that awesome song they've been using from the first season, Bilgewater by Brian Bird. Yeah. Like a, sounds like a, a country song, but it's very fitting yeah. of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, given that they're in a small town. Um, I, the way I watched it, I still got a lot of those title cards with the little examples. Right. Um, okay. Right. But I watched it through like a, a US like stream. So I didn't watch it through an Australian um, streamer. I watched it through as it would have been aired in the US, but with no ad breaks. Right. Okay. So that's, that. that's interesting. I mean, it, how we talked about it with season one. It, it's such an odd place for this, this show to turn up because it's not on Netflix, Prime Video, Binge, Stan, any of them, Nine Now, which here in yeah. Australia, Channel Nine, their free streaming service, so you can watch shows on there, but there is ad breaks. 
but that's the only place that it is streaming here in Australia. And it is available as a digital purchase. But I would have yeah. thought that the the opening title would have been the same everywhere, but I guess no, I guess it's not. The way they work here in Australia, for those listening, uh, we have twice as many ad breaks in terms of time per hour than in the US. So in the US, over an hour TV series, you get about 10 10 minutes or so of ad breaks. So if you watch an hour long series on when you, you, if you stream it or if you watch the DVD box set or whatever, they tend to go between 45 to 48 ep- minutes per episode because they have to keep 10 minutes for ads and a break between each show or the next show starts here in Australia. We get 20 minutes of ads to each hour of television. Uh, I don't know if they've gotten better with the amount of streaming stuff, but nine is one of our networks. I'm pretty sure they still work off that 20 minute break. So I want to be surprised if they drop that. I think they do. Like honestly, find a way to squish more ads in. I remember like in the UK, the way that it works, if you watch a show on TV for an hour, you're going to get an ad break every 15 minutes. So that's just three ad breaks in an hour. Move to Australia. Watching a show, it would start. The opening title of the show would end. Advert. Like, what? (laughs) Anyway, that's... uh, Okay, so maybe we're different experiences watching it. Cast, though, let's go back to the cast. Terry O'Quinn is back as Peter Buck. We've got him in that first season. He's back here because the whole thing with his character, his wife was pregnant. And yeah, yeah, their baby was Lock taken from Lost. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Or Terry O'Quinn. He also goes yeah. by Terry O'Quinn. But yes, Lock he from does. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you get a resolution to his story, uh, which I like that it's Liv brings him to town because uh, he's the alien hunter. And he's got a big scar on his neck for where Harry removed that. The tracker, yeah. Uh, tracker, so he could use the tech for it. Uh, and their little, like, bickering and back and forth was very funny. And, and then when they team up, they actually work really well together. I did is... like when they teamed up, it was legit. Like, one yeah. wasn't trying to screw the other one over. And, yeah, and they... You know they they gelled really well. Do you know what? As I as I was watching this, like with that first season, now this is a show that I know that first season we both liked a lot and we gave it a really good review. More than anything, I just love the fact that Alan Tudyk has got his own show because he is somebody yeah. that just pops up in so so many things and he's just consistently good. Better than good. Yeah. Like he is fantastic, whether it's live action, animation. I mean, years ago, he had that streaming show, Con Man. And it was yeah, I love that Nathan Fillion. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but it's kind of like, and that was obviously years before Resident Alien. But when he did Con Man, it's like, that's the only way he's going to get his own show. But no, he's got this. So it's great seeing him as the main character. We're talking about this being a comedy and a drama. It's sci-fi, it's action, and he can do it all. He can absolutely do it all. And 
we said it in that first with the first season. Alan Tudyk is very good at acting like somebody who's trying to act human. <laughs> he does it. Yeah. <laughs> he does it like so so well. So it's yeah. I'm I'm so happy for him, and it's a great show. And it's an ensemble show, and the whole cast. I mean, there is not one weak link in this cast. Like all of them, just deliver like it could be a small character that'll come in and out doesn't matter like everybody everybody delivers yeah yeah 100 um especially for alan tudyk because he is in a lot of big things like you said he's always it's either a bit part or he's a side character um k2so in rogue one i mean how he's have you seen <laughs> moana yes he he's he's the, he's he's the, the voice of the brain dead chicken hey hey yeah yeah i mean i love it yeah i mean the guy's got range he absolutely yep. has range but resident alien season two if you're going to rate it out of five i'm going to come in lower than we did season one i'm going to come in at about a three out of five um for that same reason that you mentioned and it's the the inconsistent tone uh, where and uh, in the direction where it didn't seem as focused as they were with season one as a like I I've got to imagine it's because they had nearly twice the episodes so taking these little like side journeys with side characters they didn't need to rush the main plot but what ended up happening was you start forgetting important parts of the main plot or it gets muddied because you've just been distracted by all of these side character stories. And you're like, wait, where are we? What was happening? How long's gone by? Why isn't he res? Didn't they resolve this already? They didn't. And for that alone, it, uh, it, it dragged down the overall enjoyment for me. I mean, I still loved uh, watching it episode to episode, but the, the overall picture was got very murky for me as I was watching at times, which is a shame because, as we just said, the entire cast is fantastic and they're all doing top quality work and they're all really watchable. It's just narratively, I kept getting lost of like what I was supposed to be paying attention to. Things that I think were important became super important, even though it was only a side character's side thing. Uh, like we said with the mayor and the whole baby thing, which I thought had been resolved at the first half of the season. And then the 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 getting to the point of who that villains of the season were i was like the fact that it took 13 episodes of 16 i'm like that's that's too long it's a really long time to deliver important information of like that but yeah um otherwise i still highly recommend it it is a really enjoyable show it's just a little bit scattered how about yourself yeah i mean i agree with everything you've just said there just not having that continuous narrative running through like you had with the first season it is a lot more all over the place but all these little deviations that it's taking with characters whether it's new characters coming in or the characters that we're still spending time with first introduced into that first season it's it's not for nothing like it's all building towards something and but it yeah whether that break in the middle did did affect the flow but for me like you said i'm going to come in at a three out of five 
I mean, we are getting a third season and then maybe watched as a whole because whether they get past two seasons or not, I don't know. But yeah, three, three out of five. Still yeah. a good show. Absolutely one to recommend. And if I'm honest, I don't know many people that are watching it. I really don't. I think it, when it's all said and done, I reckon it, whether it's Netflix or wherever, I do think it's going to find a wider audience. But at the moment, I mean, it obviously does well enough. I mean, it's a sci-fi original show, and it does well enough for them to keep having it come back for a second and a third season, and even to increase the episode count of season two. So from 10 episodes in season one, 16 for season two, and then reducing it to eight for the third and potentially final season but it is a good show and more people should watch it but i think it needs to be more readily available streaming for it to reach that wider audience yeah definitely well that's it for our episode all about resident alien season two if you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode you can find us on facebook as sounds like comics podcast you've been listening to luke and jay the guys from sounds like comics see you soon